He has his own podcast. What is it, y'all? Get my shit together? Hello, I'm Johnny Cash. Welcome to the Getting My Act Together podcast for Friday, September 22nd, 2023. I hope your week is off to a great conclusion. How about that? I hope your week has gone well. I hope you have a long weekend in store. And I want to remind you that if you work for Amazon or FedEx or Cisco, Cisco Uniform, the Cintas, the uniform company, if you work for any job where you drive a truck, if you work for UPS, and you want to vape in uniform, you can. <laughs> we don't care, and no one's going to stop you, okay? Vape in uniform. <laughs> and then when you write your memoir, like Sharapova, write, Vaping in uniform, my life so far. I hope your week has gone well. I hope you have a big weekend to look forward to. I'm going to talk about the Hassan Minaj thing in just a minute. And if I'm mispronouncing his name, then that's because I'm uh, racist. Hassan Minhaj, Hassan Minaj. I'm going to talk about it in just a second. But I want to tell you a development that occurred on my end based on our previous monologue in three parts, a podcast in Triptych last time. I mentioned the... Last weekend, there was a bit of a play date with uh, an old family friend and his kid that arose, maybe because we both were feeling a little bit of pressure, maybe both he and his kid were not exactly aligned, my wife and I were doing the Lord's work trying to get through with our wonderful four-year-old, who I adore with every molecule of my body, but you know, we were looking for a play date. And we were looking to start early, and when I say start early, I mean start the play date, but also start, uh, you know, popping bottles, if we, as it were. And I said, I think I said on the podcast, this would make, I should write a story about this or something. I should, I should, uh, I could make this a story. This sounds like a short story or something like that. And so what I did over the next several mornings during my morning writing, which I'm doing, um, Religiously is not the right word. Faithfully, I'm doing every... Faithfully. Do I need to clear my throat or something? Faithfully. Been doing over the last three days is I wrote a three-paragraph short story about that. And I think it's okay. It's not... I think it's, it's decent. I looked up classic story arcs. How you... How you, you know, classic storytelling... Uh, narrative structure, I guess is a way to say it. And the act one is exposition, um, some sort of inciting incident. So that's where uh, the, the, the lay of the land gets established. The second act is called uh, rising tension. So increasingly there's more at stake for whatever was established at the first act. Maybe you all know this. Because you know what? Maybe you went to better schools and I didn't didn't drop out. And you not only know about classic narrative structure, but you also know a lot about the Roman Empire. I don't know anything about that. I know how to write based on feel and having read a lot and done a lot of writing. But I just thought I'd look up, you know, because I didn't go to your goddamn first class academic institutions. And I'm not bitter about it. I didn't know the classic, or I don't know if I knew it or not, but I looked it up. So the first act is 
you establish the scene, the background, the setting, the context, and then there's an inciting incident, something that sort something that sort of kicks off the story. And then the second act, as I said, it's called rising tension. Sometimes it might be involve a hero's journey. There are lots of different types of ways you can hear adhere to this three-act idea. Uh, and invert it and flip it around and all this other stuff. But I'm, I'm just going to, what I really wanted to do was challenge myself to write a story this week according to this structure, the three act. So the second act, rising tension, and then the third act, this is the third act, right? After intermission, the third act involves a pre crisis or a crisis and then a resolution and then sort of, uh, I forget the last one, but just sort of everything goes back to normal and the, and the world world uh, continues along or gets, gets everything, you get it. It's over. The fucking end is what the end of th- the third act is. And I did it. <clears throat> I did it. And I don't think it's that bad. So I, I have, it's like a 500 word story, three paragraphs. Clearly for me, the first one is the first act, second one's the second act with rise and tension. And then I try to bring it home in the third act in a in a way that is fulfilling. And I'm going to I was thinking about reading it to you, but which says a little, hey, I want to read will you read my I don't want I'm not gonna do that. I'm gonna I'm gonna publish it though. I'm I'm gonna somehow put it out and get it published. I'm going to aim high, too. I'm going to start right at the New Yorker. I'm going to aim. I'm going to have a couple friends. And if you want to be one of the friends who wants to proofread it, friends of the podcast. By the way, Venmo me. Yes, Joe Smith. I can't hurt you. You support the podcast by by listening. The least you could do is Venmo me a few dollars at Yes, Joe Smith. You could leave a review as... 15 underscore versus underscore 15 is done so many times, and I'm so grateful for that. Or if you want me to email you the story, send me that to uh, yesjoesmith at gmail.com. I'm going to have a few people. You could be one of them. You could you could have all this and yours. You can review, proofread the story, share your thoughts, and... Anyway, ultimately, I'm going to submit it to... I'm going to get it published. I tell you, if I commit myself to doing something, as you know, I get it done. I am going to get this story published. I don't know if the New Yorker is going to want to publish it or not, but that's where I'm starting. Why not start at the most literary of literary, highbrow, fancy people, $10, $12 a magazine off the stand, outlets. That's what I'm going to do. So it's in three acts. It's about exactly that. It's about having a challenging... It's about these two people, essentially. Me, or uh, the man and his child. And then it's about the rising tension of all the um, the challenge that she put him through that day. And it uh, it culminates in, you know, a couple cold soldiers. <laughs> that's... <laughs> that's... <laughs> That's the action-adventure sequence at the end is somebody opening a beer. Anyway, you want a copy of it before it hits the New Yorker, feel free to holler, yesjoesmith at gmail.com. Now, what about this Hassan Minaj thing? If you are unaware about of it, he is a 
he was a stand. I mean, he st- I think he started as a stand-up comic. He has specials on Netflix. First of all, it's really uncouth for me to talk about another comic. Okay, so I won't really talk about him other than, you know what I'll talk about? I'll comment on what people are saying. That's not even what I'll do. Hassan Minaj, Hassan Minaj is a celebrity. He was a stand-up comic, I guess. It's uh it's 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 a lesson in the if you appear self-righteous to people, they will take you down when they can with great energy and enthusiasm. He hosted Patriot Act um and was very important apparently I'm not saying this I'm reporting this um, to a lot of Indian people a lot of Pakistani people a lot of brown people in general for in in the spirit of representation and his existence in the mainstream media anyway the kerfuffle here is that over the last week someone in the New Yorker wrote an article highlighting how his act and his and I say stand up act I'm using quotations because it's not really like stand up to me and who am I to say that I'm fucking me I'm, I, it's not really stand up it's something else it's kind of it's kind of academic lecture it's kind of you know what I mean it like it would murder for academic lecture I don't know if he's a murderer or people are just agreeing with him you know what I mean? So it's like it's like part academic le- lecture, part aren't we the smartest people in the room and these people uh, who are dumb are worth making fun of. And then as much as that, it's also very powerfully or very importantly uh, speaking truth to power, challenging, uh, you know, shining lights into the dark, dark parts of the world. Uh, that, But that's not it really is act. Is it? It's Patriot. That's what Patriot Act was. I don't know. I don't know a stand-up act. I feel like it's <clears throat> it's one of those things you agree with maybe more than laugh. I don't know. He, he just fucking talks too fast for me, okay? I'm old. Not he talks too fast for me. I'm too slow for him. That's a better way to say it. So what happened? So this person who wrote for the New York Times, not the New York Times, the New Yorker, pulled out numerous parts of his act apparently like big significant parts of his act in his specials that's what started me saying i I don't really call them comedy specials um but this certainly falls under the umbrella of stand-up and who am i to say what doesn't again just some guy with a fucking opinion And so the conversation has been around the lack of truthfulness, about how he makes up a bunch of shit in his act and doesn't really see anything wrong with that. He, in the article, uh, talks about he makes all this shit up to illustrate uh, emotional truths. And I don't know if I don't know if he's killing again. You watch the special. You tell me is he specials? I haven't seen him, so I really am in the dark here. Is he killing, or is he just uh, you know get? Are people just agreeing? I don't know. Is he? Are you dying of laughter? 
You know what I mean? So he makes up really significant, meaningful things about real people who exist in the world and ostensibly have treated him horribly, uh, usually with some sort of, you know, racist motive behind their actions. And talks about, like, his kids and significant things happening to his kid that highlight the, the peril of his job and his... I guess it makes him out... These things, these, these, these fucking embellishments, these lies are told to apparently illustrate the peril that so many people face. Uh, and by way of association or suggestion that he does as well for talking about these things, for holding, tr speaking truth to power and these kind of things. But the fact that they, these consequences or subsequences of being brown, of speaking truth to power, of um, whatever else, they, they didn't really happen, is very, is very duplicitous. It's like, it's cake and eating it too. And I don't, you know, I'm not in the argument and conversation about, it's like an act built on trust that's bullshit. And I'm not, comics don't have to tell the truth, but they have to be truthful. And I don't think this is truthful. Sorry. Comics don't have to tell the truth, but they have to be honest. And there's something, there's not honest, there's not honesty about this. Is it true that people are racist? Yeah. Is it true that, um, you know, people are going to get upset if he talks shit about Saudi Arabia? Sure. I, I get people upset that I talk shit about Saudi Arabia and Israel. Have I made up lies talking about the implications of that? No. Has he? Yes. Does that make me a better person than him? Absolutely. <laughs> no. But when people talk about comedy being embellished and at least... Uh, you know, based in, but embellished or you're being yourself plus 5% or any of those, you know, exaggerate to make a point kind of uh, ideals of pillars of comic, comedic joke telling, comedic, I was going to say comedic storytelling, joke telling. It gets sketchy when you just invent shit up if you, you know what, I guess if you believe it's sketchy. He doesn't seem to think it's sketchy. Whoopi Goldberg, whose job is just, by the way, and she's one of the goats, one of the egots, to say the least. Her job is just to have an opinion about everything, so who knows if she even knows who this guy is. I feel like I saw her on a roast. No, that's, she was snapping at, uh, it wasn't a Hassan Minaj, it was um, Jezelnik. She was like, essentially like, Google me, little man. <laughs> on one of those roast battles, I think. But Whoopi's job is just to have a fucking opinion about everything, and she's in the news saying Whoopi says he has a right to lie about whatever he wants to lie about. Okay. I misgendered a student, as you know, 
from listening to this podcast and you go all the way back to the episode like 10 or 20 or something called High Horse where I tell the story about that. So I misgendered someone accidentally, right? That had to happen. I couldn't, if I made that up, that's sketch. If I made that up just to make the point, I think that's sketchy. But it's not even that. What will be different, and, and I think this is the way I'm trying to find the, uh, or underline the sort of sketchiness of what what we've learned from Hassan Minaj. So I, I accidentally misgendered the student at Agnes Scott. <clears throat> the joke and the punchline is not what I actually said. Right? But I didn't say, and then after I said it, they took their shirts off, not they, the person I misgendered, but they, the people in the class, to show me women's power. And oh my God, that was crazy because then this happened. You can't go too far fucking around with that stuff, you know? I'm trying to think of other ways I'm better than Hassan Minaj. It's the fact that he also has this TV show where he punches at everyone and is self-righteous, and it's just a moral story. If you're self-righteous, people are going to come at you, and you pass yourself off as the smartest fucking person in the room, and your jokes don't have punchlines. They're sort of like ahas. People are going to be, I don't know. I There's like a smugness, and I don't like talking about people. I don't like talking about comics unless they're non-white. I don't like talking about other comics, but the thing about honesty and authenticity in the act, it has to be there. And it's something that I care about, right? It's why I, it's why it bothers me when people put out music that clearly is a Marvin Gaye song, but they're like, no, or Sam Smith puts out a song and it's like, no, that's not a Tom Petty song. Like, bullshit, it is and it matters, you know? Be original. Be original not in your storytelling, but be funnier to make your goddamn life funny as it is. I don't like it. Because, like I say, you have a show called The Patriot Act, which is essentially uh, speaking truth to power, and then you essentially invent stories involving real people like ex-girlfriends or friends and shit that they never did. And you don't take enough care to ensure that they be that they don't become collateral damage. You know what? I'm gonna go with positive intent, and you know Hassan Minaj is uh, very, very successful, more wealthy than I am. Certainly, way more fucking driven than I am. Because Lord knows I'm not driven to make up a bunch of bullshit like that. I can talk about nonsense, but at least. If I'm being on a podcast like you're listening to today and it's not funny, at least it's real. In any case, maybe he will learn from this and reflect. If Louis talks about, like, Louis, Louis has parts of his act where somebody's being an asshole. And he just changes that person for himself, right? He uses someone else to essentially do and say what Louis is doing and saying. Right? Louis gets pissed at someone on an airplane, but to make it funnier to him, he he puts it in he puts it in someone else doing it. He's not conflating like 
real heavy moments about like his kid practically being seriously injured and hospitalized and just switching that around to someone else. What is the point I want to make here? Well, that's a good question, and you had two days to think about it. Well, I didn't really. You know why? Because I was busy working on my story. <laughs> this, is, this is my story. The point I want to make is it's too broad of a brush to say comics make shit up. There's a right way to make shit up, and there is a dodgy way to make shit up. And the fact that this story about Hassan Minaj has gone so um, broadly, at least among comics, suggests that you know what's right and you know what's not right. And inventing a bunch of very heavy things and saying they happen, and then also situating them around real people in the real world who continue to exist and are going to be impacted by your words, is not right. But like I said, I am going to assume the best here. I am going to keep in mind Hassan Minaj is seemingly compelled. What was it, Captain? Something bigger, perhaps ego? There's your hunt for Red October for the day. I'm going to just trust that he was compelled by addressing injustices in the world, righting wrongs, and he chose a very challenging way to go about it. But keep in mind, everyone, that if you present yourself as smarter, better, whatever it is, people are going to uh, root for your fall. And they will try to find ways for you to fall. That's what I think. I'm assuming the best... Hassan Minaj doesn't give a shit what I think. I am... You just know what you can't lie about, what you can't. And you even could say, like, you're on stage talking to a microphone. There's no such thing as a lie. You could make it like an existential thing. But comedy has to be honest. It doesn't. And if it's honest, truth will come out. If it's dishonest, the truth isn't there. People, you know, you can see someone's act and be like, that never happened. Is it? But is it in the service of a greater truth, an emotional truth? Well, if you embellish, yeah. But if you make up, you, you get what I mean. I haven't seen his specials. Like I said, my brain is too slow for how quickly he talks. Or his voice, he talks quickly for me. Just interesting. You know, you can't embellish. You know what I mean? Like, what do I know? I know that uh, everybody's going to do it their way. That's what I know. Everybody's going to do it their way, and that's good enough for some people, and it's not good enough for others, and you have to ultimately live with yourself at the end of the day, but you also don't have to pay attention to how you actually feel about yourself if you have people surrounding you who make you feel uh, like you want to see yourself, whether that's accurate or not. I don't know if that's the case with Hassan Minaj. But I know I try to keep people around me. <laughs> uh, I have a council of women who are around me who at all times are making me wonder how I could be doing better. <laughs> I am not. 
I am uh, I'm grateful that you listen to this podcast. I'm grateful that you laugh and support stand-up comedy. And uh, I look forward to talking to you next week. No more shenanigans here for this last week of shenanigans. The podcast you're going to get on Tuesday morning, 5 a.m. Eastern, and then the next one is going to be on Friday at noon Eastern, and that's how it's going to be next week. There's been a little up and down this week, but you're getting your time. I'm here for you, and uh, it's just weird to invent shit so outrageous and then be... And then be confused while people take it, take exception with it. And the fact that you get confused suggests that maybe you didn't do stand-up long enough to in the trenches. And I know that he, you know, went to open mics and stuff like that. So really, or you did it for the wrong reasons. Was it something more, Captain? Was it ego, perhaps? The fact also that he is on a TV show sort of as the, uh, not arbiter of truth, but deliverer of the most... Um, harsh truths, real truths, to not be like that in your act. When you're clearly smart enough, I don't know if he's funny enough, smart enough to make his own life hilarious. Uh, you know. Anyway, have a great weekend, and I will talk to you on Tuesday, 5 a.m. Eastern, and then on next on next Friday at 12 noon Eastern. Okay. Okay. I said okay. It's over now. Stop. <laughs>